0: What's up, everyone? You are now listening to this moment, the transatlantic bridge between Stockholm, Sweden, and Harlem, New York City. Marcus, what is up, my brother?
1: Wow, man, what a year. It kind of feels weird, like this epic 2020 is actually coming to an end. But we need some plug, we need a pause, man.
0: <laughs> I know, man. It's been a rough year.
1: It's been one that our grandkids going to talk about. But it was also good stuff that happened. And I think that, you know, what do we do with that? Biden won. Kamala is right now there. She's there, which means that there is, there is a grab and go for 24, where we can have the first black female president in, in 2024, right? Black Lives Matter movement. There's so much positive under all this negative.
0: And this week, Marcus and I break down our highs and lows of 2020. Starting in three, two, two, one, one. One.
1: <laughs> Boom. You know, I remember the event that I thought would be this year' defining event. It's like, you know, America, the you know, the sports world, and beyond. Went through. You know, I remember how I felt that morning, that Sunday morning when Kobe died. You know, it was such a tragic event. And it was early in the year, and I'm like, that was a big, big deal. It still is a big deal.
0: Kobe, Chadwick Bozeman, uh, the notorious RGB, John Lewis, all the world events, you know, the wars in Ethiopia, Armenia, the uprisings in Nigeria, the Iran nuclear deal went to shit the Black Lives Matter, the global Black Lives Matter movement, the pandemic, the wildfires. Mm -hmm. Remember the wildfires, the record 6% of Australia's Mm landmass was on fire. And can I just say that the
1: wildfires were going on throughout the year? You know, Mm -hmm. it's one Mm -hmm. of these things in the West Coast in America, they were going on throughout the year. And it's one of these stories that on a normal year, would be probably the biggest story of the year. Because think about it. It's the earth telling us that, Mm. you know, global warming is happening. We have to pull back. We have to think about how we consume and how we engage differently. So the wildfires, I feel like, has not actually been written about and talked about enough because of all these
0: things. because of everything else that went down, the election, the impeachment of the sitting president, uh, the first non English speaking film came in to sweep the Oscars. I mean, there was so much. But so think much. about that,
1: right? When you talk about Parasite and you talk about the impeachment, I don't even remember. I mean, the impeachment should have been. <laughs> this is
0: all before the pandemic. Yes,
1: this is all before the pandemic. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. in my life, being a soccer lover fanatic, The fact that Maradona died, like you have Kobe in the sports film, then you have Maradona dying. And, you know, it's an election year, of course, but
0: still. But also, Marcus, in that, in those first couple of months, right? Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor. But really. It's when we see the film, uh, the murder of George Floyd, that it just takes everything to the next level. And I remember talking to you at the outset, you know, early June, Marcus, uh, right after the killing of George Floyd.
1: You know, it is a—I've never seen anything like it. Right? We and we are numb. We are kind of like dulled down now. We've seen so many videos where we know that we just accept the fact that. Police harass a black man. What's going to happen? Like, I remember when I saw the very first one at Rodney King, it's probably the one in my, you know, being a young adult, seeing that, I'm like, whoa. And it was shocking to me, right? And we don't have videos of Emmett Till's, you know? So this is a modern version of what we can watch, you know? And we we are all dealing with this in a different way, right? Because... It didn't stop with George Floyd, but that was really, you know, Breonna Taylor, like you said about side, so there's no video of that. But that summer of 2020, right? I think I there's think a combination of where we land, where we are, it's a combination of COVID, but it's also a combination of the protest, Black Lives Matters, and that's how we end up. I do think the election would not have flipped without those two things combined. How do I take this energy and walk into 21, right? And we've all had personal gains and losses. Most of them are in the anonymous space, but are, you know, I've dealt with one of my family members had cancer, dealt with that, came out of cancer in, in 20. So that for that person, it was a joy, you know? Um, one of the big tragedy to me that I'm still dealing with and going back and forth on is this war in Ethiopia, right? Like um, in the morning, my wife called Ethiopia, sometimes the call doesn't get through, sometimes internet's cut, cut off, uh, but we were able to connect and, you know, this is something we're probably gonna do an episode about it and get a little bit more uh, information. We, but... we have
0: to because I know it hit really, really close to home. I mean, yeah. it's your, your home country, it's your wife's home country, it's uh, one of Zion's home countries.
1: Yeah, and and it's a place where I feel like we've taken pride in on coexisting, tribal coexisting, religious, spiritual coexisting, and take so much pride of not being colonized. And that energy is still in Ethiopia. So for us to go through a war that it just with everything that happens with people dying and people have to be refugees and we were on such a positive track so i I just hope that um a yes we're going to do an episode about but b that peace will just prevail and you know we got to come together but so so i just say that because 2021 is this year where we constantly just push and pull if something really positive is happening, can I celebrate it? And I say, yes, celebrate it, because you've earned it. You've been part. Just the fact that you walk through this summer, celebrate it, scream it from the top of the mountain, whatever that success is, uh, that happy moment, because we, we get bombarded with negativity. So we have to uh-huh. be able to celebrate.
0: We have sugar. to find joy. Yes. Joy is our only fuel to carry us over this. And also... If one takeaway from that, from this year, that's it, you know? We can strive and reach for something better. This moment. This moment. For me personally, I was really excited because in February, I went to New York, I went to Harlem. Uh, On February 24th, I did my first performance. kicking off the A Drop of Midnight U.S. tour at Ginny's. And we had a great night. You know, I did excerpts from the show. And, you know, all these, all these world events that had happened, they were, you know, I wasn't really thinking about that. March 1st, my book uh, dropped, which was huge for me. So A Drop of Midnight was published in English, uh, in all English-speaking territories in the world. That was huge. I still had a firm belief at that point that 2020 was this uh year of clear vision of a symmetry of a of circles closing and things coming together. Yeah, no, I
1: mean, I mean, I feel I feel everything that you said like we're only 6 weeks into the year when you talk about this, which is kind of like <laughs> unbelievable. It's mind-blowing. And, and it's I mind-blowing. had similar, I mean, I knew that I had to finish the rice this year and we dropped it in in October but that first quarter is really when we were supposed to finish the book and we were also supposed to open a restaurant in Miami I'm sitting in a restaurant in Miami right now in this gorgeous mm-hmm. room it's that beautiful we have.
0: I see the, the, the leopard there's yeah. like leopard wallpaper behind Marcus with, with red framing around it and artwork hanging in the back. It looks beautiful. Yeah, right? no,
1: and, and that was the way we wanted to divide up this year was opening Miami in first, second quarter, and then drop the book in October. And that was so, but both things I had to close the book, didn't close the book because of the pandemic and didn't open the restaurant tried to open the restaurant in June again did that had to close because of the pandemic again
0: taking it back to 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 the first wave march you know you were actually the one i remember calling you on march 12th i was in chicago uh you know the the virus had spread to the united states there were pockets in la there was uh, it was mostly in Washington state, that it was going on at the point, but it was popping up around the country. And I was still thinking that, you know, I'm going to have my big premiere on March 30th. I'm flying back to New York tomorrow. And I called you up and I was like, Marcus, uh, yo, you know, because my partner and daughter were supposed to come on the 16th. They were supposed to land in New York City. And I was, I was like, is this, is that the smart thing to do to bring them over here now? What if we get stuck? What, you know, all the what ifs. I call you up and we had spoken just the day before, and things were more or less as usual. And you were just like, No, Jason, you need to cancel everything. You need to go home. And I'm like, Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I've been planning this for a long time. I can't, I'm not just going to go home. You're like, You need to cancel everything and just go home. My other friend, my dear friend, Trisha Wong, said the same thing like, Cancel everything, go home. And I didn't want to really take it in but it's landing not. in new york the next day and i remember sitting in the uh, uh sitting at red brewster at the bar eating with uh with rakim and you stepped in with this grim look on your face and was just like i just had to uh you know i just had to lay off my entire staff in miami
1: here you know, in miami where where i in right miami now.
0: and uh and the next day i was on that plane back canceled everything
1: just describe to me for a second that plane ride, because at that point, like, how how was it? Because you got one of the last seats.
0: Last seat on the last plane from from Newark Airport to to Stockholm. It was I was I think I was in some form of shock because I'd spent a year and a half, Marcus, really hustling, hustling to get a, a find a publisher that would believe in this, you know, unknown guy from you know uh, afro swedish guy who had written a book you know and and found that in in uh in gabby and the gabby and the team at at, at, and elizabeth and the team at amazon crossings um and i had spent a long time planning with harlem stage with monique and james uh, of the premiere and and with rakim and gloria and the band so i was I was in a state of grief uh, uh, uh you know over the fact that you know I had planned for so long to be in the states. I was basically I wasn't sure I was going to really go, go back to Sweden. I mean, I knew I had you know I still had my my stuff back in Sweden, but I really saw this as my first step in in kind of taking my work to the United States for real and and starting that path so I, I was in a it, it was a period of grieving,
1: yeah I wanted. I- I want to talk a little bit about, I want to go back to that March 15, that date, because it's so much unknown, right? We know now that what happened almost like month by month, week by week, but it was so much unknown. And for me to close Red Rooster and turn it into Community Kitchen, now I know what that means and look like. But back then, no one had gloves, no one had masks, but World World Central Kitchen had masks and gloves. And just we started to hand out food and we started to get, you know, 400 people a day started to come through. But also the people that my team that I did it with, the team of World Central Kitchen, but also the same uh, people that showed up, came through every day. The conversations that we had, the looks, uh, I will never forget that. And I will never, you know, for me, Red Rooster right then and there really instinct itself what a restaurant could be at the biggest crisis. But then it wasn't just serving, coming home, dropping, it's like a routine, dropping my clothes off in a bag, putting them in the washer and dryer, uh, showering, uh, not wanna hugging my son before I've done all those those things, right? And you know, he's a kid, he's just coming at you, running he's at He's gonna the come train. running
0: at you, yeah. yeah.
1: And like, not, you know, like, avoiding him until like you know it's like a half an hour routine you could just got to do right still not sure and never forgiving yourself if you brought it home but it's once again it could also be brought home by my wife going to whole food or something like that right standing in those long lines uh you know and then laying off people for allowing people like my crew here in miami we it's it's i'm you know i'm so emotional being here right all the work that went into it, all the staff members that signed up for this and as their leader failing. You know, being a chef, Jason, is also about people believing you, not just the customers, your staff, your band leader. If you can go on tour, you know, that drummer's gonna look side-eyed on you, like, Jason, what's up, mm-hmm.
0: you know? And it's the same thing, <laughs> you know, here. Yeah, absolutely. You know,
1: and so I can't wait. I know it's not a visual thing, but I'm gonna give you a visual tour of the restaurant I because, can't wait to
0: to get there man yeah, yeah
1: because it's one of those things that you know Miami obviously the climate is different so we have the reason why we can stay open is because it's an outdoor patio all of this gorgeous restaurant with the most incredible art from Derek Adams, Theastic Gates and so on is indoor but it's really an outdoor restaurant
0: at this point point. and it's the, you're the in the pivoted, Caribbean yeah exactly yeah. you're in the Caribbean bro
1: on the second floor of Red Rooster Overtown, looking out at this tropical city, staring at the tamarind tree that has been here for 100 years in Overtown. Overtown used to be the entertainment center of Miami. I'm staring at Harlem Square, the place where Sam Cooke did one of his best live albums ever. We actually took over Clyde's Pool Hall, an iconic pool hall here in Miami. That Muhammad Ali used to go to Sammy Davis. All the black stars from the 50s and 60s came here. And the fact that right now that we have red Rooster in this historical building, in this historical African American neighborhood, makes it so special. The stop and start, not even COVID could stop us. I'm so proud that we open. This
0: is this moment moment. moment, moment,
2: moment, moment. Go to Bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's Bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
1: You just did your first uh, online concert, right? I've started to do cooking classes online, right? Mm. You and I Mm. did a cooking class online together in Stockholm. So, you know, we both this is also an opportunity to learn and reposition yourself. Like the first time I did a cooking class online, I was just like, you know, normally both you and I are based on getting energy back from an audience, from somebody talking back to us. Hmm. I was just doing this class in front of the laptop and I'm like, who's out there? So it's kind of weird <laughs> But once you have got over yeah. it. And you just did your first concert. So hmm. tell us about it.
0: Yeah, it's... Uh... You know, during the first wave and in the spring, uh, that was also a beautiful thing, you know, via Instagram and uh, and Zoom and all these different social media platforms. All of a sudden we were invited into people's homes. You know, we saw Stevie Wonder play the piano and sing a Bill Withers song from his home. You know, we didn't see a lot of the home. Um but yet and still, it was cool, you know. Uh, I got to see a lot of my my old heroes, you know, uh, rappers from from the '90s, sitting at home telling telling old stories and anecdotes, you know. And got to Erica Badu uh, 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 did these lives from her home in Texas, and it was so. I, I didn't. Uh, I think I was still a little shell shocked during the spring, so doing a concert at that time was not something I could really, uh, uh, to say it, I had put off doing a concert digitally because I wasn't sure how it was going to be. You know, then the second wave came and I felt like, but now's the time. You know, I linked up with uh, Mats, Leo and Musa, this great jazz band, Masaka Trio, and uh, Daniela, this uh, Daniela Ratana, this fabulous singer from Stockholm. And we went on stage and There's nothing but cameras around us, no audience. And I was thinking that, well, what this gives me the chance to do is to look straight into the camera, i.e. look straight into the eyes of whoever's on the other side of that screen. And, you know, we had about 2,000 people watching. Uh, If I was at a regular concert, I could look, you know, one person at a time in the eyes, but I have to capture everyone, right? This way I can play just for you. There's no sound other than the sound we make, which was really interesting. So we played the first song. And then when the song ended, you know, just it went back to just being quiet, which was a weird feeling because you're used to playing for that kind of instant reciprocity and the applause and the reactions. But at the same time, the reactions from the crowd, of course, are giving you energy. And that's the energy you give back to the crowd and they give you more. And then that's this give and there's this give and give situation going on, and it was really nice it was uh it was very laid back. I think it was more uh i you know I call myself Timbuktu when I'm on stage. I think this was more Jason than Timbuktu well, good well, good for you. you know and
1: and, and that that yes. is i think that this silver lining that we you're figuring it out, I'm figuring it out I don't think i mean i may maybe done like. 10 different cooking classes now online and each one gets a little better, but it is, you know, you talk about it back and forth with the audience. It happens in cooking too, because we cook and very often people cook with me, and something might happen, you know, they might have a different pan, or you know, sometimes it's just people want to ask something. So yeah, it, it's hella strange when you just stare into something, but it's also I'm 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 gonna evolve and I try to look at everything like I'm in mid-career, how, how often do you have an opportunity to change completely, right? That's what it mean, and that's, possibility. That's, that's a possibility, right? Okay, I'm accepting this now, and from here on on, and our, your audience, my audience, behavior in many ways have changed. So, mm. you know, for someone like yourself, there might be like a hybrid next year. You might tour a little bit, and you might do a couple of these pop-ups, uh, zooms, mm. you know, uh, that so that's a hybrid. We're
0: definitely going to keep doing know. it. I mean, you would never do a cooking class online if, if you didn't have to, I, I can I, imagine. I've right? never
1: been asked and never thought about it. And this year was <laughs> no, no, the time right?
0: that that happened. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because you had no choice.
1: And, yeah. and I, I'm telling you, there's all these things coming out of this that, and I, again, we're in a new territory, right? And I'm not saying all of these going to stick, but I'm also excited about, OK, People are thinking about how to engage with food, how to be social uh, in a different way. And at the same time, Jason, all my colleagues and friends are closing their restaurant. The generational wealth of knowledge, what's gonna happen to these incredible, if you're 21 and you just wanna learn from a classic chef, where are you gonna go? And this is not just happening in the U.S. This is happening worldwide, right? So that knowledge generational wealth that is passed down from a sous chef to a line cook, I'm not saying it's going to go away. It's just going to go into a different space. That go online. Well, guess what? There's only so much you can learn online. So I'm thinking about my industry from so many different aspects. What's going to happen, right? And well, Marcus,
0: we, yeah, sorry.
1: No, I just mean that I don't have the answers to that, but in six no. months from now, I want to report back to you saying, like, "Hey, it's heading in this direction," and mm-hmm. I had no
0: clue. But this is what's happening, Jason. But the, right? but that's what's that's it's so interesting that you bring that up because that's one thing that the pandemic in 2020 really taught us in the most you know painful and and kind of clear ways is that prior to March 12th, for you and I, right. I thought I was going to do my performance and then I was going to do X, Y, and Z, right? I could see the road ahead of me and like these are things that I planned, ergo, they're going to happen because I'm going to work towards them happening. All of a sudden, March 15th, three days later, everything is uncertain and I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, I did an interview with a, with a, uh, A 20-year-old guy, his name is Ali. He came from Afghanistan as a 16-year-old. He told me the whole story. I asked him one question. I said, how did you end up in Sweden? His answer was two hours long. What I realized hearing him speak was like, okay, what I'm, this uncertainty of will there be a tomorrow? Will there be a next week? Will there be a next month? What will be left so many people, and you know, even maybe a majority of people in on this planet have been going through that for a long time and and that's there every day and this is now what we are going into the next year with. We don't know exactly what's going to happen in twenty one I don't know. Will I be able to do concerts? Maybe I will, maybe I won't will you how will you be able to and when you'll be able to open your restaurants? Who knows? I mean, it's also showed us this year, Marcus, the, the privilege that we have and that we've managed to kind of attain in life.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I said it was strong enough. One of the biggest joys has been to launch the book, The Rise, not just to launch the book, but the collective as black chefs. You know, I speak to my colleagues and friends and before we texted and we communicated, and we did pop-ups, but the book is really, uh, become a collective for us and we connect and we do more work together and so you know yes the output that we put out in the book and the class that we're doing but i'm speaking to my friend eduardo uh you know when i needed help from my friend greg godet that came on our show you know we, we're talking naisha and i cooking together and the list goes on and on and on so it's mm. been mm. You know as we talked about celebrate and, that's been such yeah. a joy
0: you know and can we just celebrate the fact marcus that it was selected as one of the top 10 books in the united states yeah. i mean yeah. oh, 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 oh. that's crazy man yeah no, top been, 10 books like of all books right it's been an so amazing even, it's
1: been an amazing uh, amazing president ride.
0: obama's book and your book <laughs> yeah and you could be like yeah all right a president you know uh yeah we're both top 10 you know yeah, that that is incredible. A cookbook.
1: No, you know. it's it's been the journey on it. It's been the journey on it. It's been amazing, and to be able to have, you know, the youngest member in the team, Patricia, is seven. It was seventeen when we started the book. She's she's twenty now, and you know, to the oldest member with Miss Leah Chase, ninety-six, when she passed. But just everybody in between, and and mm. and for us, and what's going to come out of it. So, hold on. Everyone out there, I know this been an up and down year, um, but hold on to those good memories.
0: Kanye West ran for president, man.
1: No, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. We're
0: not talking
1: about that. But so no, I, we didn't. You know, it, Let me it, have a positive image of my man Kanye. Why <laughs> <laughs> you gotta ruin it for me? Let yeah, me love yeah, his yeah, music. No.
0: I, lo- I I still love his music. I am able to both love his music and really be just amazed, right? Just amazed. Because but, you're more yeah.
1: involved. You're more involved than me.
0: <laughs> but but <laughs> there is so much more to unpack about this year. So we're going to have to come back with a part two, everyone out there. But I really think landing back in what you said, Marcus, in, in you know, celebrating, finding joy and the taking the moment before this year becomes the old year and we pass into the new year i want
1: everybody to take a second to think about all the good things that 20 gave us as well right just close for a second because we get bombarded or think about all the negative things are right in front take a mm-hmm. moment and just like give gratitude and
0: thanks find and the goodness
1: find the goodness you know and mm-hmm. i know we're not out of this we're still in the middle of it and it's going to get worse before it get better But take a second, because it's that level of positivity that's going to be going to kind of like kick yourself in to 2021. There's new research out this morning that suggests there has been a record drop in greenhouse gases worldwide, largely because of COVID-19.
3: Tonight, that team of four astronauts, three Americans and one Japanese, almost to the International Space Station.
0: NASA renaming its headquarters in Washington, D.C., After Mary W. Jackson, the agency's first African-American female engineer, Jackson, who died back in 2005, was among the significant
2: figures in NASA history, was instrumental in getting American astronauts into space.
3: Breakthrough in the battle against COVID, a vaccine developed by Pfizer and BioNTech has shown a 90% efficacy rate in a trial with more than 43,000 participants. America's bent the arc of the moral universe more toward justice. Kamala, Doug, like it or not, your family.
0: No matter who you voted for, I will strive to be a vice president, like Joe was to President Obama, loyal, honest, and prepared. I know
1: 2020 was one for the record book and it was a tough one, but that means that 2021 is gonna be amazing, fantastic. Right now, I'm in my restaurant at Red Rooster, Miami. And the fact that we finally opened, we open, closed, open, closed, the fact that we open, push through, it's a sign. 2021 is gonna be amazing. From my mouth to your ears, from Jason, Jared, and myself from this moment. Thank you for listening and happy, Merry New Year.